One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. For Thursday, May the 21st, 2020, this is your Cultaholic Wrestling News in a tragic update from Venice Beach. Yesterday, a body was discovered matching the description of former WWE superstar Shad Gaspard. Shad Gaspard's passing comes after he went missing on Sunday. Gaspard and his 10-year-old son were swimming in the ocean when they got caught in a strong rip current. Gaspard directed rescuers to help his son first, and before lifeguards could help Shad, he was hit by another wave, and he was not seen again. What's really hood? Yo, allow me to introduce ourselves. It's your boys, Shad Gaspard. JTG, crime time, baby. Chad Gaspard was born in Brooklyn on January the 13th, 1981. At the age of five, Chad was trained to box by his father and began training in multiple martial arts by the time he was just eight. At the age of 16, Gaspard was a prize fighter promoted by former WCW star Hardbody Harrison. When he left college, he worked as a bodyguard for the likes of Mike Tyson, Britney Spears and P. Diddy. Shad Gaspard's first taste of pro wrestling came after qualifying for Tough Enough in 2002. However, he failed the medical exam and was disqualified. People still saw potential in Gaspard and this resulted in six months of wrestling training under former WCW power plant coach Dwayne Bruce and it led to Tom Pritchard plucking Shad Gaspard to work for Ohio Valley Wrestling. What a double clothesline from the Beast. I tell you, the smart money is on the Beast. He's 6'7". He's 290 pounds, for God's sakes. What are you going to do with the guy outside? Gaspard, now known as the Beast in OVW, signed a developmental contract for the WWE in 2005. Less than a year later, he would meet the Neighborhoodie in OVW. They would form a tag team called the Gang Stars and start turning heads at WWE head office. In the summer of 2006, the Beast would revert to Shad Gaspard, the neighbourhoodie would become JTG, and the gang stars would become Crime Time. Yo, 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 pop a 40 and check your rollies, it's Crime Time. Outside of a local smoothie shop, Shad Gaspard and JTG, also known as Crime Time, stop by as they're in training for their debut on Raw. Today, Crime Time plans to work on their speed. The crime time isn't above running sprints. You must be straight tripping. This is how we do. Homeboy thought he was going to sell a smoothie. The only thing smooth here is how crime time removes the money. And you know it's straight cash, players. Chad also removes the clerk's head from his shoulders. Crime Time's game is so tight that JTG stops to give a shout out to his boy Dirty. Shout out to my boy Dirty. Pick up the Parkside and Flatbush. Yeah, we get it. 
Shout out to my boy Ace. Chad reminds JTG that this is about speed and they need to bounce, but not before making sure nothing can be used against them in a court of law. Over, man. Three seconds oh, over. Man. With the exception of a six-month period out of contract, Crime Time would be a recurring part of WWE programming for four years before the team was split in April of 2010. This ain't no Crime Time. Matter of fact, this ain't even y'all time. This is my time. This is Shad Gaspard's time. It seemed like WWE would be building Shad Gaspard as a solo act. However, Shad was let go from the company later that same year. JTG would be let go a short while later and Crime Time would reunite doing sporadic dates on the independent circuit. Away from wrestling, Gaspard kept himself busy on motion capture work and as a stuntman in Hollywood. He also produced a script for a professional wrestling TV show called Pinfall, which would follow an ailing wrestling company trying to recover after the death of its owner. His wife, Ciliana Gaspard, has said that she has every intention of getting this show made, making her late husband's dream a reality. One of the more incredible stories about Shad Gaspard is from outside of the ring. On December the 11th, 2016, Gaspard prevented the armed robbery of a gas station in Coral Springs, Florida. Shad spoke to TMZ Sports about what happened. So, me and my tag partner, Jay, we left the wrestling show with another wrestler, and we're looking for a gas station to get something to drink, like some uh, iced tea. And so, when we get to the gas station, uh, I walk in, and there's a convenient clerk, and there's another girl. So, I'm by the coolers looking at the drinks, and a guy comes from the back, and he goes, yo, buy me a beer. I'll give you my man. That's kind of disrespectful. There's a better way to come at it. You come at me correct, I'll give you something to drink. I got no problems for you, man. He goes, what the f say to me? Huh? And I go, who? I said, you come at me correct. He goes, he goes, yo, man. He goes up, he lifts his shirt up, and he puts it, and he grabs a gun. And so he pulls the wow. gun out, and he's like, what you want to do, man? And, I, and my instinct is, you know, if I see danger, I don't try to get, I go away. I didn't want to get shot in the back, so I went towards him, and I was like, what Honestly, the first thing I thought was, I don't want him to hurt anybody else. Wow. Like, my, my thought process wasn't of me being safe. My thought process was, he has a gun and there's other people, and I don't want to hurt anybody else. And I'd rather, be, I'd, rather, I'd rather try to stop somebody and other people get away than get shot in the back for running like a coward. And he goes, he goes you need to get out of here, man. I'm about to rob this place. And I'll go, what the to me? I was like, no, that. He put the gun back in his waistband, and when he did, I started approaching him. I, just, I rushed him. I just grabbed the gun, and I pulled it out. And when I pulled it out, I turned my back, and I'm cocking the gun, but nothing, a bullet's not flying out because there's no bullet and there's no clip. It's harmless. Wow. So I take the gun to the register, and I try to give it to the clerk. He puts his hands up. He doesn't want it. You know, the girl, she's panicking. He's come behind me yelling and screaming. So I turn to him, and I'm like, yo, I'm like yelling at him. He's not listening. So then I grab him by the back of the neck, and I run his head into the store door. Wow. And then I run him outside, and I put 
put him in a rear choke and I throw him up in the air and I get him down on, on the ground and I get his, hand, his hands behind his back. And like, I start searching him, see if he has any more weapons. And I'm on top and I got my knee in his back and that's when I looked over at the gun and I was squeezing it so tight because I didn't want to let go of it, right? That I realized I broke the handle of the gun. And so when I looked at it, I saw a silver case in it and I was like, oh, it's an airsoft gun. Wow. Yeah. yeah, so I didn't realize until that moment. It was reported on Sunday that Shad Gaspard had gone missing at Venice Beach. Shortly after this, JTG shared one of the final messages he had from Shad that said, if I ever die tomorrow, just know I love you as a brother and friend forever, even past this life. Since the announcement of the passing of Shad Gaspard, many in the industry have been sharing condolences. Sami Zayn tweeting out, it's been a heavy morning with news of the untimely passing of Shad Gaspard, a heartbreaking reminder that tomorrow is not guaranteed to any of us. Love to all here and now. Cody Rhodes said, never had the pleasure to know Shad too well personally, but I did have the opportunity to work with him countless times. He was beyond motivated and as a giant took precautions to protect folks in the ring. I'm saddened by his passing as his last moments were as an undeniable hero. Rock posted on Instagram, this one hurts, great guy. My deepest condolences and love to Shad Gaspard's wife, son and family. Shad drowned in the ocean, but not before instructing lifeguards to save his 10 year old son first. That's the love of a father. This is a tough one to process. Love and light to Shad's family and your warrior spirit lives on through your son. Collar and Elbow have launched a t-shirt with all the proceeds going to the family of Shad Gaspard. Uh, you can check out the t-shirt at CollarXElbow on Twitter right now. And we here at Cultaholic send nothing but love to the friends and family of the late Shad Gaspard. Yo. Other news in the wrestling world today. On last night's episode of AEW Dynamite, we could have possibly seen two AEW stars injured. Uh, the women's champion Nyla Rose and Britt Baker faced Hikaru Shida and Chris Statlander in tag team action. During the match, Statlander and Shida picked Rose up and threw her onto Britt Baker, who was sitting in the corner. Rose landed quite badly on Baker's knee, and uh, Baker looked to be in a lot of pain immediately after taking the move. She seemed to struggle to put weight on the knee afterwards, and uh, she tagged out to Rose eventually and wouldn't get back into the match. Uh, we could see her actually being checked on by physicians and being helped to the back once the match concluded. Uh, this Saturday's Double or Nothing pay-per-view, Britt Baker is set to face Chris Statlander. Uh, but if this injury is anything serious, that obviously could change. Uh, the other concern is for Phoenix this morning. During his match with Orange Cassidy, Phoenix undershot a springboard senton and essentially took a bump on the hard floor directly on his tailbone. Uh, no update as of yet from Phoenix or AEW regarding his well-being. On that, he is set to compete in the casino in the casino ladder match this Saturday. Hopefully, he's going to be in good shape to do so. It was announced by Stardom yesterday that the reigning wonder of Stardom champion Arisa Hoshiki was retiring due to head and neck injuries. Aged just 24 years old, Hoshiki uh, has now returned the Wonder of Stardom Championship to the company and will not be wrestling when Stardom resumes wrestling shows. Uh, she started with Stardom back in 2011, a real young prodigy of wrestling, somebody who just immediately clicked and 
got it. Uh, she left a year later, though, to pursue a career in music and in boxing. She came back in 2018, won the Cinderella tournament, and has had a really strong run as the Wonder of Stardom champion, but her health has been a concern. Uh, on Stardom's English Twitter, they shared a message from Hoshiki, uh, which explains why she chose to retire. She says, I was absent from the Corrigan Hall show on March the 8th due to head and neck issues. After discussions with doctors, the president of Bushi Road Fight, and the stardom executive producer, Mr. Ogawa, I have decided that I will retire. I have not been well for about a year, but I was able to continue because I enjoyed doing professional wrestling and my feelings helped keep me going. However, since my physical condition has deteriorated this year and I've accumulated various injuries, I'm out of balance mentally and physically, so I cannot continue. In the end, I wanted to tell the fans in the ring, but we have this current world situation. I'm really sorry that the announcement was made while the stardom shows aren't happening. In the future, I will continue to work that I... In the future, I will continue to do work that I love while watching my physical and mental conditions. It was a short time that I came back to wrestling, but I would like to thank you for all your support. The first match has been announced for NXT TakeOver In Your House. It was confirmed on NXT last night. It'll be Tommaso Ciampa versus Karrion Cross. Cross and Scarlet uh, really made an impact in the short time they've been part of NXT. It was Ciampa's first time back on NXT uh, since April the 15th. And uh, there is a, a hell of a match set between these guys for NXT TakeOver on June the 7th. We also had a match added to Double or Nothing, which is this Saturday presented by All Elite Wrestling. Uh, Sean Spears is gonna be taking on Dustin Rhodes. It was made during the new Sean Spears news segment. And uh, Sean Spears being angry that he wasn't booked for Saturday throughout the challenge to Dustin and the match was quickly made official. Uh, the latest from AEW and NXT and uh, from the Wednesday Night Wars uh, to la later today on the Cultaholic YouTube channel as Jack will present AEW Dynamite Graded. I'll be along later with NXT Graded and Ross will be here as well with your AEW TF moments. Last month, Vince McMahon decided to fold his second attempt at the XFL, but the story may not be over. Uh, Daniel Kaplan of The Athletic has written an incredible report which suggests that the XFL creditors seem to believe that McMahon is looking to buy the wrestling league back. It was reported that XFL president Jeffrey Pollock has also contacted stadiums in Seattle and St. Louis about reinstating the league's lease agreements. Now. If this is agreed upon, it would allow McMahon to escape debt that the league has league accumulated following that first season it started up. It also uh, is a way of keeping good faith with season ticket holders. So it was noted that the reason uh, for the belief by the creditors is due to the proposal in bankruptcy filings uh, to pay three and a half million to season ticket refunds. So if this is done, it would help to uh, improve relations with customers ahead of a future uh, arrangement of games. So it's basically everybody saying we got our money back for season tickets so we can't complain. Uh, also the XFL uh, owes $14 million to 25 unsecured creditors. Nothing is confirmed of course regarding whether McMahon plans to bring the league back. If he does he has a mammoth task on his hand because he has to rebuild everything from the very ground up. Uh, whether that happens or not we will see. This also comes in the shadow of an ongoing lawsuit uh, from former XFL Commissioner Oliver Luck for wrongful termination. Uh, we will keep you up to speed on everything happening with the XFL. Whilst WWE Raw struggles to get fans to tune in, Wednesday's Dark Side of the Ring documentary on the final days of Owen Hart 
was the highest rated show in Vice history. The show averaged 394,000 viewers on Vice. In the 18 to 49 demo, it was a point 18, uh, placing it 31st overall for the night in the cable TV rankings. Uh, the viewership uh, tops the, the debut episode uh, featuring Chris Benoit, uh, which was in fact the highest rated show in Vice TV history until this one. This almost guarantees a third season of Dark Side of the Ring. We've made a few suggestions on what we'd like to see in season three of Dark Side of the Ring, and you can check them out at cultaholic.com. Impact Wrestling and Axis TV have announced plans to further their relationship with a three-hour block of wrestling on Tuesday nights. The company has announced a new series called Impact in 60 is going to premiere next month, which is going to chronicle the 18-year history of Impact and TNA, featuring some uh, rather unique collections of matches, uh, some best-ofs of wrestlers, uh, stories behind championships and factions. The first episode is called Best of the Asylum Years, and we're going to look at um, the first few years of NWA TNA. Uh, there'll be matches with AJ Styles in there, Raven, uh, a lot of stuff with Jeff Jarrett, obviously. Uh, future episodes are going to focus on the X Division, some of the greatest Impact World Heavyweight title matches, the Aces and Eight Stable, and the best moments of Mick Foley. The show premieres on June the 2nd at 10pm, following Impact on Axis TV. Titus O'Neil has been named a finalist for the Muhammad Ali Sports Humanitarian Award as part of ESPN's annual Sports Humanitarian Awards ceremony. Uh, O'Neill is seen as a community relations ambassador for WWE. He's helped thousands of individuals through non-profit organizations and WWE partners such as Susan G. Komen, uh, Special Olympics, the Boys and Girls Club of America, uh, many more other than that. He's also known for building in his local community. Uh, he's part of the Bullard Family Foundation. They're currently turning the Sly Middle Magnet School and the area around it into an education and community hub. Uh, WWE was honored by the Humanitarian Awards in 2018. Uh, John Cena named a finalist in this same category. Uh, we'll find out this year whether Titus O'Neil can get one over John on June the 21st on ESPN. And finally, The Undertaker doing the interview circuit at the moment. It's very weird seeing The Undertaker just kicking back and talking like a normal person. He was a guest on Pardon My Take promoting The Last Ride, a docu-series on the WWE Network, and he was talking about his entrance. Turns out that if you think sometimes his entrance is a little bit longer than normal, there's a reason behind it. Undertaker said, a lot of times that would depend on my opponent. If I was working with somebody that was pretty limited, or I thought we were just going to have a real shitty match, I was like, man, I'm going to get my money's worth out of this entrance. There were times where it would take a little bit extra time because I knew the match is going to be horrible. I figured I might as well give it to them on the entrance because they aren't going to, they're going to be very disappointed once the bell rings. I'm now going to go back and watch some Undertaker matches and time the entrance to see who he likes and doesn't like. That's how I'm going to spend my Thursday. That'll do it for your Cultaholic Wrestling News for Thursday on the podcast feed right now. If you haven't heard it yet, uh, I was very honoured to have uh, Paro, Mike Paro, on Desert Island Graps. Uh, he talks about coming out uh, during his time as a wrestler and uh, some of the amazing things he's learned about himself over the last couple of years as a result of it. Uh, also on the Cultaholic YouTube channel today, as it is a Thursday, expect AEW graded, NXT graded, and your AEWTF moments. All at youtube.com forward slash Cultaholic. I will speak to you tomorrow. Don't forget to join us. Love you, bye. 
Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 